Thanks for pressing play. You're listening to the Brody Windsor Group on Real Estate, the podcast for homeowners seeking guidance and support on everything related to owning a home. This includes much more than just buying or selling. We've got you covered for everything from mortgages and financing to home maintenance tips, renovation and design advice, and of course, the latest insights and analysis on what's happening in our local communities. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sitting here with Sonna Brock, founder of Lux Decor. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Thanks for joining us, Sana. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah, so Lux Decor has been around actually. This year, we're going to be celebrating 20 years of Lux. I'm really, really excited. I always remember that date because my son is, he just turned 20. So I was pregnant with my son back in 2003 when I opened the store. So it's been a really uh, crazy journey. Lots has happened. That's amazing. Well, happy birthday to your son. Yes, thank you. <laughs> And thanks for joining us. I wanted to, uh, uh, you know, have you on. I wanted to have you on for a long time. Uh, you and I have known each other for a number of years. Uh, bumped into each other in the West Island real estate sure. market. Uh, we both live in Bedurfe, and um, wanted to sort of uh, pick your brain about what's happening in the design world these days. I know you're right in there. And um, could you tell us a little bit about some of the different um, avenues? I know you guys sort of have have launched a, a second almost division to your service offerings. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is and, and how that, uh, you know, how that plays out for the, for your clients? For sure. Yeah. So Lux Decor is an interior design firm. And back in 2003, when we opened, it was a retail store. Okay. And in 2019, right before COVID, we moved to Ville Laurent and it's now it's more of a closed, it's, it's not open necessarily to the public. Um, and what we have is a showroom and an interior design studio. So the different services that we've been really busy with throughout COVID has really been like renovation and interior decor, and um, it's been exceptionally busy. I think the big difference between the two services, and people do ask us quite often, is what's the difference between an interior designer or decorator? So an interior designer, I like to say, is somebody who does, uh, who takes care of everything that stays in a home. So the renovations, moving of the walls, everything fixed to uh, to the surfaces, all the decor uh, design choices for the interior of the home. And a decorator really focuses on everything you can take out of the house. So that would be like furniture, wall art, window dressings. It's kind of an easy way to remember interior designer is what stays and interior decorator is what you can take with you. Right. So the designer kind of figuring out the space mm -hmm. and then the decorator is kind of the finishing. The finishing touches. Exactly. So we do both. And typically our clients start obviously with the renovation. But it's super interesting because I think people um, often feel like overwhelmed when they're doing a home. Like, where do I start? Do I start with this? And then it becomes a ricochet, right? It's like, am I doing the floors? Do I do it on the floors, first floor, second floor, whatever have you. But, you know, paint and interior decor goes a really long way. So depending on what the budget is that a client has, it's it's kind of like for me is like the decor part is like the icing on the cake. It's the finishing. It's what's pretty. It's what we live in. It's what makes our house feel homey. Absolutely. Um, so sometimes it's to decide, am I actually renovating or can I get away with more decor? Yeah, it makes sense. I know uh, with what we've seen in the economy and the costs of renovations, I know that's intimidating for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people generally, in my experience in the public, when they think of renovations, they immediately think of, uh, well, I need a contractor 
and the designer is usually sort of uh, almost a second thought. They don't really realize how important the designer is in conceptualizing how that renovation is going to play out. Mm -hmm. We see a lot of renovations where clearly they've just, the homeowner has sort of picked what they want to do, hired a contractor, and then things maybe haven't worked out uh, what uh, the way they planned. And it's so true because honestly, I don't think people understand what's involved in the renovation process and exactly like you say, what an interior designer does. Um, so we have to be super adaptable, but I think the biggest piece that's important for a client to know is that an interior designer really advocates for the client, right? So we're the bridge between the contractor and the different tradespeople and the client. So because typically speaking, like you, you want to get what you want in your house and it's very hard. Like sometimes you'll have a contractor who leads the way and we don't know contractors can lead the way because of price availability or sincerely, or they could be sincerely interested in, ma in making a perfect, beautiful home. But an interior designer will talk more about like the function, the open concept, like the open concept or different features that you wouldn't know and why maybe you would want heated floors somewhere or not. So it's it's a very different kind of a process because we really advocate for the end result is how are you going to live in your space? How are you going to wake up and feel like, wow, this is everything that I wanted? It's super important. I think it's really underestimated the value that a good designer brings mm -hmm. to a renovation. Um, yes, there's a cost involved to that. But to your point, it's like you're you're not just making sure that everything's done with the proper lifestyle in mind, but you're also acting almost like a project manager. As Absolutely. you said, you're that liaison. And having done many, many renovations and new home builds, the amount of time spent trying to make decisions, coordinating with the tradespeople, um, I think it's an absolute no-brainer to have somebody that's professional, that knows what they're doing, that has relationships with the trades as well, because you guys do. You bring in your team and uh, and it just makes for a much more seamless. And uh, I think at the end of the day, while there might be a cost to hiring your firm or a great design firm, I think you get that back. I think mm -hmm. the return on that investment is fantastic. And we always talk about that with our clients that are thinking of renovating, even if they're thinking of decorating. When it comes down to putting a home on the market, the conversation often comes up, well, should I spend money on staging? And it always comes back to what's the return on that investment? So. Yeah, and, and that's actually interesting because I feel like right now in particular, I, we've, I mean, obviously houses, um, and you'd be able to talk more to that, values have gone through the roof over the, over the past couple of years. So in the past couple of years, it's been just a no-brainer. It's like invest in your home, you're going to get it back for sure. Um, what we find is it's that people today are more educated in what they want. And there's so much turnkey where people are like, hey, like I want, I mean, I think you know this too, the houses that are, are perfect and beautiful are the houses that are selling faster. Yeah. But it's also the owners going into those houses. It's like they 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 know more about features because everybody's on Pinterest and, and Instagram and, and HGTV. So, you know, when I started this business, like maybe 20 years ago, um, it was really easy to be kind. Now you really have to be good, yeah. you know, yeah, because totally you have to have the know-how. You have to be completely up to date with what's going on and, you know, all of the different possibilities, because I think a client leans on a designer to to show them the possibilities. Yeah. Because I think sometimes where a, a good designer or sorry, a designer maybe that has less experience doesn't know what all the possibilities are. Yeah, totally. And, agree. and bringing those possibilities to the table and then making a, you know, a good decision. Uh, because what I've also noticed is clients rarely 
will, um, after the fact, for sure, like, and we're not carte blanche designers by no means, like we, we can really work with a lot of budgets, but it's rare that if a client knows the upgrade options, if they actually in the end go for the upgrade, it's almost, it's super rare that they ever regret it. Yeah. Totally. But they'll regret not knowing about the upgrade the and, not, and then not going for it and yeah. be like, like, why didn't I know? Like, yeah. Why didn't I have the option? Right? Do I just had clients. Oh, yeah. I had clients talking about this yeah. exact thing last week. Like, we did this huge renovation and we made a huge mistake. And I'm like, oh, well, your house looks beautiful. I mean, what's the huge mistake? And they're like, we didn't put heated floors in all the bathrooms. Mm. And the next house we buy, that is number one on the priority. Like, we, you know, it's... Silly thing, but when you've, they've got it in one room, you know, one tiled room and they don't have it in, in other bathrooms and, you know, little things like that, that you wouldn't think of, but if you're, you know, you're, you're kind of going for a huge renovation, you're going to be spending a couple hundred thousand, 300,000, 400,000 dollars can climb up there pretty quick to what, you know, to, to, to have your contractor say, well, maybe you want to avoid doing the heated floors in this one room to save $6,000, maybe wasn't the best choice, right? So right. things like that, where you can sort of, uh, bring people back to, you know, hey, let's. What's the vision here, and what are we trying to accomplish? And it is. It's. It's definitely um, difficult to stay on budget yeah. because there are so many upgrades, right? <laughs> definitely. And but I think when again, it's like it's weighing the pluses and minuses. Like for example, you know, you, we're seeing so many uh, natural stone or quartz uh, backsplashes with counters, which it's it's an upgrade, but people don't know that it's an upgrade. Like. You know, 10 years ago, pe people weren't doing slabs at their backsplashes. They were doing, you know, like Tile, tiles. Yeah. And so just all of those decisions, because that is like, how many slabs do I need? And what does that entail in terms of pricing? So when you're establishing a priority list for your home, it's really good to understand, okay, where am I going to be able to let go? And where am I going to splurge? Right? Yeah, because you, you, I mean, you can't do it all. You can't. I mean, I wish we could all do it all, but we can't. <laughs> well, there it, there it is. It's, it's figuring out what's that priority list yeah. and saying, what are my, you know, my non-negotiables and then what are my negotiables and how do I end up with a, with a, yeah. a budget I can work with? And you know what I find interesting too, because, um, well, first of all, I, I find your properties are all beautifully staged. They look so good. And I think that's oh, why they, they sell so fast, but it's so true because like when I look at homes, I'm always like. You know, because people rely on us to help them make those decisions, right? Am I going to get my return? So also something that's new is that men are very involved in renovations and decor. And when I started this business, they were not. The women were my, the primary clients. Um, and it was always actually more difficult because it, usually budget is a team, right? It's like both the couple. Yeah. Um, but it would be just the women showing up to the meetings. And so it was always like another like, oh, how do I get to the yeah. to both decision makers, right? So that we can move things along For quicker. Sure. Yeah. And today the men are equally involved. Just involved, which and is great. It is That's great. What you need. It's great for us yeah. because then and there's so many distinct differences. Yeah. Like we know like men like care about like sofas. Yeah. So much sofas, more women. Garages. Garages, sofas, <laughs> yeah. TV size. Yeah. And so all these debates, like we're able to help, you know, navigate yeah. like, okay, like you want a 73 inch TV? Like yeah. it doesn't yeah. really require, but can we do a frame TV? I actually don't know if frame TV comes in 73 inches, but right. Those kind of compromises. Totally. So it's super interesting because they never care, care about pillows. Yeah. Like they're, it's why true. do we need so many pillows and yeah. how come they're this price? All like, I got to do is take them off the bed every morning and then you put them back on in the evening. There's like the a pillow debate yeah. everywhere. And I'm always like, you can get your TV and your sofa in the depth you want, but they need the pillows. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's really hilarious. Cool. Yeah.
Um, let's change gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Talk about trends. What's happening out there? Um, what are some of the things you're seeing? What are some of the trends? Uh, maybe we can start with like uh, the size of homes. Mm -hmm. um, as we all know, the pandemic really changed the way people were using their space. Um, have those trends continued? Are we seeing people wanting larger homes? Uh, are people wanting to add those additional rooms? What are you What are you kind of seeing out there now that we're kind of through the pandemic and we're kind of getting a little bit back to normalcy? What's uh, What's happening out there? So I definitely see two trends. I see the continuation of people wanting larger homes, okay. for sure. Like people want to do everything at home. It's like they never want to leave. Uh, we did a house in Hampstead uh, from top to bonding, bottom, and it was really a COVID project. <laughs> it took like a long time. And um, they recently went to the Ritz-Carlton and they were like, I didn't like it so much. Like, I'm like, why am I leaving my house? It's so perfect. They have everything. They have their gym. Yeah. They have like um, craft rooms. They have everything they could possibly want in their existing home with every kind of little feature and detail um, that uh, for them, a hotel, which was a luxury before is like, well, it's not as great as my home. So that trend towards larger home and an all in one is still huge. Still there. Yeah. Um, and knocking down walls, like we've talked a lot. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about do people want more divisions since yeah, COVID? Yeah, I've been hearing that. You you see this this trends on social media and out there about moving away from open concept. Yeah, so we, there was a lot of talk about it and I felt like there was, there was maybe something to it, but honestly, I haven't seen that many requests. I'm still getting the open concept, knock the walls down, everybody in the same room type thing. Yeah. But there is an addition to different spaces they want. But the other, uh, just to finish answering the other question, so the, the the other trend I find is smaller homes that, so it's not everybody's, you know, not everybody can upgrade or because of the price of homes, the question is, do I renovate my existing home? Do I live it, enjoy it? Or, or sell and buy or something sell, larger. Think, but sometimes it's harder to get because like, yet again, people want turnkey, right? Yeah. So they can't find what they want in larger. So they take their existing home and they, they make it more efficient. So we've seen that and that's been super interesting because we've done certain houses where a layout has changed and dramatically changed the function of a home, like a stairway goes differently. So kind of a rent, major renovation, like a stair, a staircase direction is fairly major, but cha life changing for that house, yeah. right? You, you give that homeowner the extra space they were looking for exactly. without needing more square footage. Exactly. Efficiency, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So things like some of the rooms that are really popular that I'm seeing, um, give me your take on things like... Uh, walk-in pantries in the kitchen bathroom trends what's happening what are you seeing what's uh, what's kind of the popular stuff that uh, you're getting requests for so we're seeing a lot of walk-in pantries for sure for sure uh, kitchens are getting larger and a lot more functional so we're seeing breakfast stations coffee stations yeah different kind of areas within a kitchen so that um people can spread out and use the space more um, efficiently with the islands with more seating people are really really obsessed with islands that's not going away. Okay. Um, the walk-in pantries are really fun because I think it's a way for everything to be visible. Um, but people are really concerned also about how they look as yeah. well. So the kitchen, everything in the kitchen is just, but there's a lot more features that uh, that are out there and that people are requesting like filtered water, hot and cold, uh, sparkling water, uh, two sinks, um, larger islands, more storage. All Have you seen these, um, these workstation sinks? Yes. Have you awesome. had, have you done one of those yet? So the workstation sink, like, like you mean the extra deep, the, the ones huge the sinks where it's like, 
I was I saw one on social media. It was the coolest thing on Instagram the other day where it's got a massive sink and you can do like your food prep right on it and you slide one thing over and another thing comes yeah. over and you've got all your area to put your you can serve you can like chop and put it right into a container and then serve it to your guests. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so it's super cool. We haven't done it actually. I've okay. definitely seen them. What we did actually recently is like um, a dog shower. Oh no way! And that was I've super cute because it was like tiled and it was in the mud room and yeah. it was also to rinse boots and stuff. So thoughtful things like that where we've seen them on Pinterest and now people actually want these features in their homes. And honestly, I think that's that's due to COVID. Yeah. Because they just sense. want that extra luxury, that extra yeah. finesse. Um, bathroom trends, definitely heated tiles, yeah. heated uh, towel warmers. Um, the bathtubs are, people still recognize that one bathroom is needed, uh, one bathtub is needed, but people want more showers. Like for their teenage kids, it's like showers, like stand-up yeah. showers. Yeah. We're doing, we're seeing a lot more of that, like curbless showers. So integrating tiles right into, into the, the shower, shower without, without having kind of step like that up. curve, yeah. that step up. Um, <laughs> toilets. So I'm like... I don't understand the whole toilet phenomenon, but there's a lot it's of big. high tech toilets out oh, yeah. there. I yeah. mean, huge. And I, again, that's progressed a lot. So yeah. A lot of people. The bidets. The bidets. You walk up to it, it automatically it opens, opens for you. Heated morning. seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about the water closet? Yeah. So, water closet is huge too. Yeah. Like, uh, especially it's one of those things where. Again, I don't think when you don't have it, you don't necessarily think you need it. But I think when you have it, you're like, oh, I God, totally I agree. We have back. one. If you have a partner and you share a bathroom and you both want to get ready in the morning, the water closet to me is an absolute must. No, for sure. And and again, like double vanity, double yeah. mirrors for kids so that they and there's this little step up that people are asking for for kids for so I, kids yeah so it's more personalized features yeah. Yeah, like things cool. that we wouldn't have seen 10 years ago as much how about backyards and basements yeah so <laughs> backyards and basements are kind of like so they were the secondary space you know like where people yeah. wouldn't like basement requests we'd hardly get because it was like all your secondhand furniture goes yeah. down there and it's just like a a mishmash, but um, we've done a lot of really cool basements in the past uh, couple of years uh, because it's valuable square footage, right? And as we know, like people here won't buy a house without a basement. Yeah. So now it's maximizing that. So they become like kid zones, teenage zones. So the whole thought process of I'd rather have my kids at home yeah. than somewhere else. Um, so, you know, foosballs, uh, foosball tables, ping pong tables, really, really large sectionals. Yeah. And those are areas where craft tables playroom spaces, things like that. Are movie happening. night, people doing movie night still. A hundred percent, yeah. And along the same lines, keep the kids at home, have the friends come over to their exactly. house, backyard, right, with the pool. Yes, We're exactly. seeing a lot of requests for pools. And interestingly enough, so both indoor and outdoor living, it's like what's changed is creating a unique space everywhere. So let's say the basement and also the outdoors, like outdoor, uh, sorry, fridges in the basement. Yeah. So like having a beverage counter and a snack bar. So that your kids can actually like, they don't have to run up and Stairs, down, right? Yeah. Um, and then outdoors, it would really be, again, we just did a really awesome outdoor barbecue space area that had the green egg integrated with the, the barbecue and a, you know, a bar into the pool. Full house, outdoor kitchen. Full outdoor kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not something we used to see here. Like no. it's very common in the hot areas like Florida and areas where, you know, they use it longer. So yeah. it, it was surprising for me that there was such a trend trend towards that. But people want to use every square inch of their house. Yeah, I find with our long winters, they want to maximize that short summer. Yeah. So many pools sure. here when we only get to use them for five months. 
but it's it be, always... it is a big thing is how how can you the the speakers outdoors yeah the know, lighting the lighting yeah. the pools all the the lounge uh, i mean there's so many options too now but the lounge furniture that's really really comfortable as well yeah makes sense cool um another question for you on trends uh white kitchens we've been seeing that for years now do you think that's on its way out or you think that's here to stay so we're definitely pushing our clientele to do you know not white kitchens but they're definitely still you know people aren't used to yet yeah. seeing all the other options but that being said we've definitely done more uh, kitchens with warmer tones that aren't necessarily white uh, but with a hint of a, a taupe color everything warm right so all the cool cool colors are really not as prevalent as yeah. everything warm the grays are moving away we're more earth tones oh, earth tones. That too and seeing and being bold enough like right now it's not just about so i i always think classic and also for resale value and for uh, return on investment it's really important to think okay how long am i in this house um and if i do something will it impede the sale of you know of the house to a future owner so but there is right now kind of a trend towards a lot of contrast, you know, dark walls, painted moldings, dark kitchens, dark islands. So you have to be bold enough to do it and ask yourself, okay, is this for me or is it for resale? So that's definitely a thought process. So sometimes there's like, a, okay, like I want maybe a really prevalent island in an intense color. Yeah. Uh, but my cabinets will be like a creamy white, right. you know, because that'll, you know, be a little bit more classic yeah, and more classic more timeless yes exactly yeah i agree i think it's something that people need to think of if mm -hmm. uh, it's rare that people stay in their homes for 20 years so if mm -hmm. you're going to do a, a renovation i always like to counsel our our clients to think about resale life happens sometimes you end up having to sell your home after three to five years great to enjoy those renovations but i think it's important as you said to keep always keep resale in mind mm -hmm. and being too trendy things that maybe come and go in terms of styles maybe is a little bit riskier but so can. so interestingly enough like what you can do so paint is easy right yeah so if you're super in if you really want that you know contrast like I, I keep trying to get people to do really dark and moody rooms where you're doing kind of like a it's an office and you're really doing a dark wall color dark curtains even the molding and ceiling can be painted or the ceiling can have wallpaper like these are things we're really seeing in a lot of magazines and that for me is if a room really has a mood and a feeling, it's going to sell. Like for totally sure. I agree with you. But if it's kind of like done half ass, like it's, you know, you got to, you, if you make it really like magazine worthy, then yeah. it's, it's, it's going to sell. It's it going to look beautiful. It's going to look beautiful. But I agree with you. I like the idea of going uh, paint because yes. paint is very easy to change. Yes, I mean, correct. repaint a room. If the trend changes, it's no longer in style in 10 years. Paint's yeah. easy. So that's, yeah. I think that's good advice for, for all of you out there. Yeah, if you so, want to do some bold stuff, paint and yeah. wallpaper. Wallpaper is a little pricier, but honestly, massive impact and huge right now. Like I've never sold so much wallpaper as right now. Like so powder rooms in particular. So powder rooms, when you think about your powder room, think that it's like the the lobby bathroom of your home because it gets a ton of use that's and right. that's what your guests are using. So you want to make it look super impactful. So wallpaper paint like I did a bathroom for somebody like maybe six years ago and we painted the walls black and they were like what we're gonna do black and and it was a tiny little powder yep. room and they were like oh my gosh you've transformed this bathroom it looks amazing and so sometimes you can have fun in a powder room you yeah. can have fun in certain rooms where you're like go a little crazier in those rooms but consider 
am I, you know, can I paint it? Can I yeah. redo it if I if I need to? Not a ton of wallpaper to remove in ten years if you don't like it anymore. Exactly. Save for the paint. Oh, right. good. Well, I'll have to go and congratulate my wife because we just wallpapered our powder oh, room. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it. I love it. I'm yeah, sure it looks it's really great. cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah. Okay. So, a um, couple other design trend questions. The gold trend, here to stay or coming and going. So like m many trends there, you have to ask yourself, how long do they say it? So gold is, is always been around, like, I especially so. when you have like a brass or something that looks a bit more patinaed, like the shiny, shiny gold, maybe a little less. Yeah. We are seeing a move towards polished nickel and the cooler tones in the metals. So, right. but it hasn't changed in the sense of mixing and matching. That's been like, not everything needs to be gold. Not everything needs to be silver or black. Mixed you, metals. You can definitely mix metals. Yeah. Okay, 100%. Good. Good I also see it also being like, you know, when you have back in the day, like people would go to Bro Martino and get the kit and everything would match. Yeah. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, a what a designer brings to the table is when things don't match. Yeah. You know, but it works, it right? Works. So you want it to look designer, but yeah. that look that you look. can't get. It exactly. Matches. All right. Here's a good one for you. This is fun. Uh, have some fun with it. What, uh, what, design trends that we've been seeing for the last few years would you happily see disappear into the sunset oh that's a good uh, question oh my goodness um i'm tired of gray for right. sure like i'm done yeah. with gray but one of the things that um i can't think of like immediately right now what everybody wants but one of them that i was so done with was everything damask i was like oh my god i can't it's like too much but yeah or anything the geometric Oh my goodness, like the geometric tiles, the geometric pillow, the geometric throw. A little overdone. Overdone, yeah. way overdone. I've noticed it a lot lately, especially in newer construction, uh, people painting the walls all white. So I think it works for newer construction for sure because it's an easy palette. And yeah. then, um, but we're, paint, you know, at Lux Decor, we get a lot of requests for our kind of our, our classic look so we're really known for light and bright and airy spaces and so we're really trying to push our clients the other way because um it's nice like paint to be able to have painted rooms uh, different finishes faux finishes ship lapping like all of those things just bring a house to look a little bit more design yeah um but white is timeless like i'm obsessed yeah. with white i love white white always works yeah. so for me it's a you can't go wrong with white for sure would you agree that i think if you have white you got to really have some nice splashes of color like some artwork on the walls and you got to think about your your window coverings and... no for sure so absolutely so like a white background goes with anything so yeah. then at that point it's your curtains your wall out your furniture and to have fun with the the decor like the furniture pieces that come yeah. in that that'll make yeah. it cozier just leaving your walls all white not going to work it does in certain instances, but like more for, modern, like yeah, like yeah. when I think modern, like even like the white shears and everything feeling very, very like clean and sparse. Yeah, it's definitely a look. But I mean, I think what's super important for clients in general is that, as much as yes, you're you hire a designer and a team to work with you, is that you really have to like search inside yourself. Is what what do you want? Because ultimately, a designer, a good designer, in my opinion, is going to help bring your home to life because it's not my home, right? So. Yeah. It's like, for me, it's really, really important to ask those very personal questions about how can we personalize your home so that you wake up and you're just over the moon. Like you wake up in your house happy every day because you have yeah. everything that you need. Yeah, great advice. Mm -hmm. Super. Do you ever have clients who are like, 
I have no idea what I want. I know I don't like my space. I'm assuming you guys then just start digging in with the right questions. But do a lot of them just say, take the reins and go with it? So Surprise me. Super rare. I think yeah. clients we've worked with in the past really understand the process. So it's way more like, oh, just this is the palette, go for it. Okay. But typically speaking, when somebody says that, like we really have to dig yeah. because everybody knows kind of what they want in their mind. Yeah, so we sense. really, really need to dig yeah. and ask a lot of That's questions. That's where your experience comes in. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Why don't you tell us all about what you got coming up? Um, so some super exciting things happening at Lux this year. Uh, like I said, we're celebrating 20 years. Uh, we've completely changed our model to be a little bit more interior design firm as opposed to a retail space. We are taking on more space uh, this fall, so that's really exciting. Uh, we have a design community of over 80 members, and we're really, really, really excited to bring those designers. And those designers don't work for us. Okay. They're just members in the community. Uh, we do a lot of speeches, uh, lunch and learns. We really connect the design community to tradespeople. Um, and it was super interesting because when we started with the design community, I think people were like, oh, like we're all kind of in the same industry, aren't we in competition with each other? And I was really like, no, I said, "There's the, we need this. We need to get together and there's business for everybody. Uh, if we both work on a quote together, you get it, I get it. It doesn't matter. I mean, the client's going to decide in the end, right? Um, so it's been super valuable. Like the community building, like these women, I would say women, it's mostly women, mostly women. Yeah. are super connected. They come, they use our space, they bring clients, um, they So even though share. they don't work for your firm, no. they'll come and use the space. You yeah. guys have an arrangement. Well, they'll yeah. they'll use the space. And, yeah. and you're all sort of just collaborating with each other. We're collaborating. So that. beautiful. Like in, in terms of, especially for a lot of newer designers when they're not well established, yeah. we have a Facebook community. It's a private community, but they'll, somebody will be like, hey, anybody know a painter or anybody know this? And does anybody have a contractor available and everybody pipes in it's super open and collaborative so you're all helping each other yeah which yeah. is great because i think ultimately at the beginning people didn't understand how that could work but i think in every industry you i mean we're seeing it community building is huge well it's, i think based on our conversations over the years this was this was kind of your brainchild right this was part of your yeah, vision no to empower other it's, designers exactly females in business 100 i love that yeah it's yeah. probably the thing that i'm i'm most passionate of course i love interiors yeah. but to build a community a place where uh like-minded designers can come together and share space and also you know lift each other up that's really really been special for me amazing where uh, where should people go to learn more about you um social media website yeah so uh luxdecor.com uh, we have, we're strong on Instagram, uh, Facebook, as well as uh, LinkedIn for me personally. Yeah. But it's easy. Son of Brock, there's not a lot of them. There you go. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So you can search me up fairly easily. <laughs> All right. Amazing. Yeah. There you go, folks. The one and only Son of Brock. That was an amazing time. Thank you for coming Thank in you. to chat with us. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I got a ton of value out of that. I learned a lot. So no, me too. That was really great. Appreciate it. I really appreciate it too. All right. Thank you. Thank you.